Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Derbyites. Well, we are almost at the Tonys. We're just days away from final ballots being due. We're days away from the Tony Awards. I'm Sam Ekman, and I'm sitting here with David Buchanan. And these are going to be our final predictions, final, final, until we change them the night before. But we are going to discuss uh, the year in plays. It's been a phenomenal year in plays. Um, I've been working so hard this Tony season, I'm losing my voice. So I apologize for the sound of mix of Hari Firestein with the Crypt Keeper. That's what you got today. Um, but let's talk about best play. Uh, so... I think this has been pretty, pretty well determined that the ferryman is is the front runner, and Jez Butterworth is is going to take this home. Do you agree with that, David? Yeah, I don't want to discount the other plays <clears throat> in the category and a potential for something happening, but um, I think ferryman is pretty far out front, and I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah, I will say I still get nervous about what the Constitution means to me. Um, that one, I was one of the few I wasn't able to see before the nominations. I saw it afterwards. Mm. And I just sat there and I was like, this is so powerful and so relevant for right now. And are they really going to not reward this? Are they going to let it go unrewarded for the night? And I'm nervous about that because there's only two places to do it, which is best play and lead actress. So it could just win best play without any sort of signs um, because yeah. it, it is incredibly relevant right now. Um, and really... It's a night of theater that I think people didn't know about going into the Broadway season. It's not typical Broadway fair. It's not even set up like a traditional play. But people uh, are talking about this. The, the word of mouth has been more powerful than most shows on Broadway this season. And I think that's a really powerful thing when we talk about awards, is people getting that sense of, oh, I discovered this thing. Um, so the, I don't think we can rule that one out completely. I think Heidi Schreck still could take an award there. Yeah, I, I agree. I have it in second place. I think it's um, a pretty strong second. Um, and right around the time of the nominations and certainly after the nominations, it is just taken off in word of mouth and box office. So I think you're right that if voters are seeing it now, um, especially if they saw Ferryman in the fall with the original cast, um, you know, maybe they do vote for Constitution. So I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Um, but I think the safe bet is still on Ferryman. Yeah. And the ferryman does have a lot of relevancy, too, even yeah. though it's, you know, this uh, fictional story. Um, it, it does deal a lot with the concept of outsiders. Um, so that that still has a lot of prescience today. But the mm. bigger the bigger race, I think, is in best revival of a play. Yeah, um, there's five nominees. And I don't know, I think re a lot of people think it's all my sons versus the Waverly Gallery. 
I personally have all my sons. I there's a lot of last minute campaigning for the boys in the band, mm. um, which I'm curious about. What do you have out front right now? I'm sticking with Waverly Gallery. <clears throat> um, I'm not 100% confident. It could definitely be all my sons. And I do think boys in the band is probably third um, or second, depending on how that shakes out. Um, I just think there's been a lot of campaigning for Waverly that has been very smart. It's reminding voters that it happened earlier in the season, but it's not bludgeoning them with, um, you know, vote for this. Um, some smart ads in the New York Times, some smart digital ads. And certainly Elaine May now emerging as the front runner and actress, I think helps people remember Waverly in Revival too. Um, and supposedly she's going to the Tonys. I know, I've so seen that. Normally doesn't, do, normally doesn't deal with stuff like that, but yeah. she's gonna be there. It's really exciting. Um, so yeah, I have Waverly. I think at this point, I'm just gonna stick it out unless last minute you persuade me to erroneously change to something else, but well, <laughs> we'll see. I, I have all my sons right now because I remember the year where it was, you can't take it with you versus Skylight. And people mm. loved that production of you can't take it with you. And yeah. Emily Ashford was predicted to win. And even though it was closed, they said this is gonna win because it's just a feel good, people love it. But Skylight won because it was, the show that was still open. Yeah. And I think All My Sons is an American classic. It's a play that people love. It has stars in it that voters love. And it's um it's just one of those emotionally rich shows that has just emotional fireworks popping off of it left and right. Why I'm nervous about the boys in the band, originally I thought, well, that can't win because it happened so long ago. It was only 84 performances, regular performances. So how did they like voters couldn't all see it? But it was the first show of the season, which means it opened May 31st. So if, you know, these producers are smart awards people, which they are, because it's David Stone and Ryan Murphy and Scott Rudin, then they could have gotten a healthy chunk of voters in while they were seeing shows for last season, during yeah. last season's Tonys. Yeah. So I think it is very popular. Um, we know Ryan Murphy's announced the film and Mark Crowley, the author has really been on the circuit charming people. Um, I, I think it's still an uphill battle, but if there is a big shocking upset on Tony and I, I think it's that the boys in the band wins. And here we are in Pride mm. Month and Mark Crowley is finally on Broadway with this classic queer play um, that is beloved by so many people. So I think there is a strong possibility there. I don't know. I don't know if I have the guts to predict it at this moment, but we'll see what I do when I panic the night before. That's a pretty um, compelling argument, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if I would put it higher than second in my own predictions because I'm not bold enough to do it. But you're you're very convincing. I, I'll probably stick with all my sons because it's the open show, but they're yeah. just they're putting in a lot of work for boys in the band. Yeah. And I I think it it has what it takes that it could be. It's gonna be a very close race for this mm. one. Um and if we move on to acting from there, because I don't think we can land on revival. Uh, I have Elaine May. I think she's the default for actress in a play. Um, even though that is close, we're just talking about close plays can't win, but I think this is going to be an exception. Yeah. Again, I think the upset, even though a lot of people are predicting an upset from Annette Benning or perhaps Laura Donnelly because she's out there campaigning, uh, the very is kind of based on her life story with her partner, Jess Butterworth. Um, I think the upset would be Heidi Schreck. Um, a lot of people have said, but she's playing herself. She has so, I was crying like a baby at parts of this and she has you laughing. You go on a whole journey with her and it's not, I think people hear 
the title maybe who haven't seen the show and think, oh, that's like a lecture or something. Mm -hmm. And she's just being herself giving a lecture. It is a full emotional performance. Um, and I think she would be the upset there. Yeah, I have Elaine May out front too. I also have Heidi in second place. Um, I don't really see that happening. I think in the last few weeks with May getting the nomination and some of the other surprises in the category, she's really kind of solidified her position as the front runner. Um, but yeah, I would also look out for Heidi in this category, just like we're saying, if the constitution, if support for the constitution in play is that strong, um, it could happen here too, or maybe happen here versus best play. So um, yeah, I agree with you on, on where you have those two. Yeah, I'm still going with May as my prediction because she's just, I think, has dominated all season. Yeah. Um, the lead actor category, though, I think is a huge battle mm. because I, I, it's widely seen as Brian Cranston from Network versus Jeff Daniels from To Kill Mockingbird. And Cranston gives, I think, the more fiery performance. Um, but Daniels, the, you know, Mockingbird was snubbed for play. And I have heard from voters who are upset that it was snubbed for play because mm. they wanted to vote for it. And I think that backlash could help Jeff Daniels if they say, well, why the hell didn't these nominators put this in? That's That was my best play. It's this huge event this season. Um, so I, I think some of them could push Daniels over the edge. Right now I'm going with Cranston by a very thin margin. How about you? Same. I think Cranston has been helped a bit in the last few weeks. Not that we put a lot of stock into theater precursors, but he has picked up some prizes, um, the Drama League, uh, which is you know kind of the the big the big prize where all the actors compete. Um, you know, so I don't want to say that that's like really persuading me to keep him there, but it doesn't hurt that he picked up a prize. Um, Network is closing its run the day of or the day before the Tonys. It extended, I think, three times to keep it mm -hmm. in the conversation. Um, so yeah, I think he is out front right now, but like you're saying, by a hair. Um, and it, it is such a strong category that if it's not Cranston, it could be Daniels, but it might not also be Daniels. It could be somebody else in this yeah. lineup. Um, I do have Daniels in second. Um, Jeremy Pope, who I have in third place, yeah. who has two nominations, I think is probably arguably the breakout star of this whole season. Agreed. Um, you know, sings and dances through Choir Boy. If that was open, I think he would be probably much more in the conversation, but still. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've landed on Cranston and I think I'm going to leave, leave it there, but um, I'm not entirely confident on that. Well, I want to talk about some design categories since no one really does. I think uh, scenic design is one, one place where ink could pick something up. Uh, mm. for Bunny Christie said, I, it's just, uh, there's a lot of, I think it's kind of a three-way race in scenic for ink ferryman and network. Do you see it that way? Um, I don't because I really oh. want to be, I mean, I do. I think if I was voting personally, I would pick Gary for scenic design and I'm very tempted to put it in first place. Um, just because I had the strongest visceral reaction to that mm -hmm. of all the scenic design and the set really, um, everything about the set helps that show work, um, in a way that, not that the others don't, but it's such an integral component to the show. Um, so if I was really bold, I would put 500 points on Gary and keep <laughs> my fingers crossed. I'm not that bold though. So yeah, I, I think I have either Ferryman or Ink out front at the moment. 
um, just because I'm not terribly exciting and and I'm not really going to go for it. But you make you know. an interesting point about Gary. I think the reason why I didn't have that hire is because um, the standout of that set to me is all the dead bodies, um, yeah. which I feel like when people hear scenic design, they associate it with like big gargantuan set sure. like sure. the actual physical pieces on stage. Um, and so I, w I wondered if that would mm. potentially prohibit Gary from, from winning. Um, but I mm. think Inc, Ferryman and Network both have those really big, larger than life sets. Yeah. Inc, Inc to me is the most theatrical of them. It has like the, it's the most obvious concept with a set because she's created this sort of a graveyard of old uh, writers' desks that are bleeding ink out of them. And it's just the most highly theatrical to me. I still think Ferryman could win because they might just check that down the list if they're they're putting that for best play. But I'm personally going for ink right now. Okay. Um, in yeah. lighting design, though, I am going for Ferryman, um, even though most people seem to be going towards network. What do you have there? I have network right now, too, but I think that's a placeholder from when I click them into my predictions. Um, I could, <laughs> I could see it um, winning uh, lighting design, but I'm not sold on it. Um, did you say you have Ferryman? Yeah, winning there. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening because the lighting is very evocative in that show in a way that um, I think I don't know if people think that network with all the technical aspects and the lighting really kind of put it out front because it's the most. Um, but I think Ferryman uses it in a very nuanced way um, and, and memorable. So, yeah, I could see Ferryman taking that. Yeah, the lighting in all five of them are great. But yeah, I just, you know, if I go like by myself, if I was a voter, I don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of lighting design. Yeah. Um, whereas, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of the voters maybe don't aren't as familiar with the finer details of some of the design categories. But I know that there are moments of lighting that stand out to me that are burned in my brain because of mm -hmm. the lighting from the ferryman. Like, you know, yeah. I don't want to spoil things, but there are certain sort of mystic elements that come out that are brought about by the lighting. And there are, you know, things that you could hang on a painting or images from that lighting design that I remember from ferryman. And so I think when people talk about those Tony moments, um, mm. they, it's not only for acting awards. It's not only for you know a big monologue or emotional scene. I think that carries over to design elements too. And because I just remember Ferryman so much in that regard, I'm putting it there. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Gary before. I have that out front for costume design. I think Anne Roth is going to get another one for Gary, um, which is a little bit iffy for me because there's only three characters, so she had less cost, less bodies to costume. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you have there? I have Gary too. Um, I think what is great about the Gary costumes, even though they're not like large in number, is that they're very technical and they do a lot of work for the play. Like I was saying with the set, the costumes actually do a lot of physical work for the characters and for the show. Um, I don't know how much of that is Roth's own, you know, she had to make it work in the design of the costumes. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I do have Gary out front. I don't know what I have. I'm not entirely confident about it. It's That's why I'm interesting kind of this year because <clears throat> I, I think you're right about Gary. It's like she transforms the actors into these like little crusty creatures. It's yeah. really fun to watch. But um, it's interesting because we see like classic period pieces win so often in this. 
category. And the only one that really fits, I mean, Gary is essentially, but it's so kind of highly comical. It's a little bit different. The only one that fits the traditional bill for that is Bernhard Hamlet, yeah. which is closed. I'm not sure if uh, it won the drama desk, but it was the only Broadway nominee at the drama mm -hmm. desk category. Um, so I'm not sure it's going to take home the award there, which kind of leaves it open to a lot of different types of styles of costuming that don't normally win this yeah. category. Um, yeah, I don't have Bernhard Hamlet in my top few choices, but I might need to rethink that. Um, I think Gary's pretty strong, but maybe just as you're saying, kind of as a lack of a really strong or obvious front runner in the category, that's where I've landed. Yeah, I think a lot of people have the ferryman because there's so many uh, bodies, like yeah. obviously most costuming is what people think of. Um, and so there's the largest cast in that one, but I'm, I'm going with Gary. Um, I will go with ferryman for sound design, however, uh, I know network is very is very high concept with the sound design and maybe does have the most sound design, but I guess same as lighting design. I just remember those banshee whales and the way that it yeah. sort of like subtly is coming in under the dialogue to a point where you don't even know it's there. And I think the sound design in that is is again, it has moments that I remember specifically. What do you have? Yeah, I think I have Ferryman too. Um, I think kind of the distinction, like we were talking about in lighting design, is network certainly has the more overt and visceral design aspects. I don't know if that really lends itself to being the front runner because it's just there, um, or if if you're looking for something that's more memorable and maybe more slight. But like you're saying, there are some standout moments in Ferryman where the sound and the lighting design are really quite prominent and memorable in that way, so. I was wondering, do you think there is any possibility that Choir Boy could take this? They loved that show, at least the nominators did, um, and it's a show with music. We've seen yeah. history in the sound design of a play category, if the play has music, it has a great shot at winning, like Lady Day, Emerson's Bar and Grill, uh, Peter and the Star Catcher won. Yeah. Um, I think if it was still open, it could win. And there's an interesting thing this year where there's a new online portal for Tony voters where they have to log the day they saw the show, which they're trying to get around people voting in categories they're not, uh, they haven't seen all the nominees in because sometimes they don't come or they'll give away their tickets. It doesn't completely solve that issue because it's still kind of based on an honor system. You know, they don't know if they, they gave away their tickets, but they are at least logging in the date they saw the show, supposedly. Um, yeah. So I do wonder, I'll be interested to see if some of these closed shows, like if Choir Boy could pick up sound design um, or some other closed show could take something because of that new portal. Because if it was open, I think Choir Boy would win this. Yeah, um, that's a really interesting point. And obviously the nominating group is much smaller than the general body of Tony voters, but Choir Boy did really well in a number of categories in terms of nominations. So it's not as if even though it's closed, um, it only got in for actor and play. Um, and I actually could, now that you're kind of talking us through it, I actually could see a path for it winning in that category. Um, I think that might be the strongest chance it has to pick up a Tony. So yeah, that's a really compelling uh, argument too. Well, the next thing I was going to talk about was director, but I just think that's Sam Mendes, and I don't know if anyone is going to be agree. for that, do you? No, I agree. Um, I think I have Bart Shear in, in second for Mockingbird, but I think Sam and Ferryman are out front for that.
Yeah, I mean, if that Mockingbird backlash is real, I think Best Director is a place where it could uh, could gain some traction. But yeah. The Ferryman is such an enormous production in every, I mean, the cast is enormous, the set is enormous, the show is three and a half hours long, and he has so many moving parts that he has to... Live animals and a yeah, live baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's immense. And it's a very fine job weaving those threads until it all explodes at the end. So Absolutely. I cut it. Yeah. Um, for featured actress in a play, I feel like Celia Keenan-Bolger, it's, I've, I was nervous because I've said this last year, or not last year, when she was last nominated for Glass Menagerie, I yeah. thought it was going to be her year. Um, so I'm nervous to sort of proclaim her again, but I'm going to do it. And I think it's Celia, uh, Celia Keenan-Bolger's year for To Kill a Mockingbird. Do you? I do too. I have her winning... Um, I'm also trepidatious just because I really thought she was going to win for Glass Menagerie as well. I thought that was pretty wrapped up. Um, I do have Fionula and Julie White also kind of in the conversation. Um, if Fairyman is going to pick up an acting trophy, I think this is where it would most likely do it. Um, and Julie White, I just think personally, if I was voting, I don't know if I would choose her, but it's one of the most memorable performances um, of the season for me. So I think there could be a contingent of people that just remember that and check it off. It's such a comedic role. It's such a memorable role. And we've seen things like that win in this category where it doesn't have to be the most substance, but the most memorable. Yeah, you know. she's hysterical in that. I mean, that part is she just comes out screaming and doesn't stop. But um, I think the problem I have with that is that they put Christine Nielsen in yeah. featured. I don't think she belongs there. I think she's lead along with Nathan Lane. Same. And they're both very beloved Broadway veterans. Yeah. Um, and I think there are people who remember Christine's role in um, Banya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike, whatever oh, the yeah. order of those names are. That's was. it. Yeah. That's um, it. And, you know, I think, I don't know if there, there could be a split between those. Because Gary, I think, is yeah. already going to be too weird for some people. Totally. Um, <laughs> and for many people, actually, yeah. uh, Taylor Mac is not everyone's cup of tea, um, especially for an older voting audience. But I just, I don't know. I think, and they've been making a lot of appearances together. They've done a mm -hmm. lot of interviews together. Um, right. They've been hosting things together. Uh, they hosted the drama leagues, right? Um, yeah. And so I don't know that they've kind of solidified and said, like, vote for Julie White. Right. Even no. though she has the featured role that could win this. I think if totally. she by herself in the category, she could steal it. But yeah. other than that, I, I think Celia is going to yeah. win. Fiona Flanagan certainly has a part that would traditionally win, but I just feel like the community has sort of rallied around Celia this year. Yeah. Um, and for actor, for featured actor, I really don't know what's happening here. I think, <laughs> I really don't Same. know. Uh, it could people have Bertie Carvel, I think just because he has the Olivier, it's a great performance. It's a highly physical performance. He transforms. It's kind of a villain that people love to vote for. My hesitation with uh, with voting for him um, is that I'm not sure people are like over the moon in love with Ink. I don't know how much passion there is for that. Yeah. Um, and the role, while it's great, it doesn't have that. There's not as many moments compared to his uh, other nominees that kind of bring you in emotionally. Mm. Whereas someone like Brandon Aranowitz and Burn This has these moments where you just feel for that character and you empathize mm. with that character and you, you 
are drawn in and want to love him. And like Benjamin Walker, finally a nominee after you know many close calls, has this part that's just the thing we think of when you think of a, a winning role is that role in All My Sons. Um, he just has so many moments to explode. So I'm going with Walker right now, and I'll probably switch another 10 times before yeah. I finalize. I have Birdie right now. I think the points you're making about the performance are really right. Um, there is not necessarily even just one standout scene where you would say, you know, that's the scene that's going to win him the Tony for Ink. Um, I do think what I like about kind of putting him in first or second and kind of toggling him around is it is a very prominent feature role. He opens and closes mm -hmm. the show. He does recede into the background for um, stretches, which you would expect from a featured performance, but it is one of the performances that you leave that show really thinking about. Um, the same could be said for yeah, a I number think of people here. For all of them, though, um, really. Yeah. So <laughs> I. If I'm going to switch to somebody else, it's definitely going to be um, Walker. And I think that may be a bit contingent on what I do in the revival category. I know I should see them kind of as distinct, but if I change my mind and put all my sons into first for revival, I think I might also move him up in first place too. Because um, I don't see, I don't think Annette Benning is um, going to win actress. And if they do want to award the best revival a trophy, um, I think he could take it. He could take it whether it wins that category or not, but I'm trying to put some rational uh, system in place to pick somebody for this category because I just don't know. Yeah. It's the hardest one of the night, I think. Agreed. Well, for everyone watching at home, now's the time to go log on to Gold Derby, make your own predictions, tell us how right or wrong you think we are, and we will find out when the Tony Awards happen. Hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for Gold Derby. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.